0: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala, ba, 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 ba. your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humour. Good yeah. old humour, man. Can you feel you know, the it's love been so in the long. air huh? or so uh, Yes, yes,
1: yes. Uh, no, it's been so long since we did, uh, you know, I feel like it's been quite a while since we did a Yala, but like... Uh, recordings just the two of us and, and remotely that uh, mm. you know what the the old shortcuts you know when you're on your keyboard when you type in in your browser and everything the mm. then the URL just pops up right it didn't pop up this mm. time for it's been that long I think yeah the cache has just reset itself and all that so it's been what so kind of long URL? Huh? what what well, URLs for what? for the software that we use to record this basically oh. uh, it's a browser browser based software right so and yeah, I type in the yeah. URL. Usually it just shoots me to the Yalabad studio and then I just click and go in. But today I had to like, I, I, I had to type extra and then click here, click there, just to get here. That's how long we've not had a session like this. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and Terrence, there's also something called bookmarks, no? In I bronzers. know, I know, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where well, you multiple don't need to tabs. type. Yeah. And tabs yeah. and slowing down, slowing down your <laughs> computer and then Dude, needing to upgrade now,
0: computer all because of com- that. Right? <laughs> I have combined that. I have a folder called Yalabad Research. And when I uh-huh. right-click and I say open in all tabs, it opens up 14 tabs mm. where I can get all the news and stuff that we need to do for research. Lah. I see, I see. Okay. Yeah, instead of typing all of those URLs in 14 times, Terrence.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called need, like, you no, know, There's only one URL that mark. we need.
0: We only need one URL.
1: Everything else but that's is to clutter. record what? Is everything else is clutter. <laughs> no. You know you know for you're research, like digi- a digital hoarder, like you a digital
0: hoarder. For research. Eh, no 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 digital no no holder. no no I No, I pull up the tabs when I need to research and then once mm. we got the, the juice, we start the podcast and boom. After that I close. And I mm. I would close also, I would say, close all tabs. I was like, Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Close all tabs.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yes, we've not done that that <laughs> that, that sort of uh, mind decluttering for a while. We just talk about stuff going on. I feel I feel that like because last yeah. week was, uh, you know, we, we were quite busy last week with a couple of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the we were
0: doing voice voice recording la, for oh, our yeah, animated yeah, right. TV we series. Can, yeah, uh, yeah. For what
1: again? Sorry, can you just repeat?
0: Because uh, we have mentioned, I think before, that we are working on an animated TV series. Mm. Uh, mm. Adult themed. Not yeah. porn. La, okay? It's just like more mature themes like mm. politics and backstabbing. And it's a comedy and Yesterday, I mean last week, last Thursday and Friday were our two first voiceover recording sessions. Yeah. With and the cast work, and the directors.
1: Yeah, we're working with the team that created that beautiful NDP animated video a couple of years back. Yeah. Uh yeah. the one the one where I think it was uh Lin Ling, right? The singer Lin Ling. Lin Ying, Lin Ling. Uh, Lin Ying, sorry, Lin Ling. Shy yeah. and all these other uh young and upcoming uh talents all sang the NDP song and then They they overlaid animation on, like, you know, the MRT and everything. And it was really cool. eh? So, yeah, we're we're working together to make some magic here. And that's what we've been busy with. uh.
0: And we recorded in our studio that has been rejigged, which you can see on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, shout out to Tristan, who was our recording engineer Mm. uh, for two days, uh, plugged in all the way. So, Mm -hmm. shout out to Tristan. Shout out to him, yeah. Shout out! But yeah, so yeah, we're back. We're
1: back. Ba- we're back, and you know, there's been so much going on last week, right, with the parliament and 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 uh, you know, things going on even in the international uh, news as well. That yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just like itching to
0: get back to talk about these issues, uh, right? Yeah, that's why some weeks we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. But last Friday, I remember we were recording. We're like, oh fuck, this is perfect. This is perfect, and yeah, yeah finally we're talking about it today. That's our first topic. Yes, yes, yes. But cool, before cool, that, go. Cool. Cool. As always, yes. we
1: want to plug something, but this time we got something to celebrate as well, right?
0: Yeah. Um. As of Friday night, um, Tristan told us that our Yalabat TikTok, which only started like a few months ago, has gone past two thousand followers. Mm. I think now it's closing on two thousand one hundred, and mm. uh, some mm. videos have like one hundred and sixty thousand views, man. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is great. So, mm. so yeah, if you haven't checked it out, basically we share excerpts from this podcast, like the most, the the funniest or the most insightful. Uh, little, little tidbits um, yep. and check it out. That's right. Cool. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. So, shall we jump into the big
1: um, the talk about the green and white elephants in the room?
0: Yeah, the uh, attention grabbing
1: headline. Yes, very. It really grabbed everyone's and attention and, and, you know, grab, grab some people by the balls or so. Like, you know, like I think they felt yeah, like they exactly. were being held over fire. In the last week yeah. or so, right? And it's even made international
0: yeah. news now. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what is this so, topic? It is the topic or the rollercoaster of a ride that uh, a member of parliament, Tin billing has taken us on alongside Grab, the mm. multinational super app that is trying to conquer the world took uh, us on this on f- big first big ride, right? This big ride. This big ride, a uh, roller yeah. <laughs> coaster ride. Like, I still don't know whether we are on or we're off. Yeah. The I'm ride feels yet. like yeah. it's still going on, but yeah. at a much lower pace, but it's still going. Mm. And basically, it all started on 1st February when it was announced, uh, that Tin Bei who is a um, member of parliament, and she is, uh, currently the MP for Macpherson. She's mm. also the chairperson of the government parliamentary committee for communications and information. And a member of the GPC, uh, Parliamentary mm. Committee for Culture, Community, and Youth. Quite a, quite a stacked uh, portfolio. Mm. Um, on 1st February, it was announced that she was taking on the role of Director of Public Affairs and Policy at Grab. Mm. Um, and she posted on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, it came out in the news, on CNA, and I think all the major newspapers. Yep. Um, so it started that way, mm. but very quickly to speed through the chronology, by the next day, 2nd February, mm. uh, there were already a, there was already a lot of chatter online, a lot of debates online on Reddit, a mm. lot of queries on Facebook about, hey, isn't that a conflict of interest? Mm-hmm. So she addressed it. Uh, Grab came out and addressed it. PAP addressed it. Um, and as of 10th February, which is last Friday, um, she was given a new appointment to be the mm. Director of Corporate Development. Mm. Yeah, so... So that's where we're at now. It is Monday, mm, but mm. what was your first? What was your first uh, interaction with this whole story? Eh? At what point? Eh? No, like you, I mean, I, from the very start when it was announced, I already took
1: notice of it, and I was like, initially, I already was like, "Hmm, something smells off here," and then slowly over the next day or so, you know, we started to see a lot of comments online. Uh, you know, started to talk to people in media, and, and they also were like quite shocked that this was happening. Then, even over the past weekend, we had um, I think early last week we had Jason Leong, a Malaysian mm. comedian, you know, who talks a lot about politics in Malaysia. Even he had heard about it by then already, and he was like, "Whoa, mm. oh, what the fuck? Is, what the fuck is going on there?" And like, and and the you know, I think people on our Reddit also were commenting like, "Hey." for a Malaysian uh, political comedian or comedian <laughs> yeah. to be able to say that Singapore politics got something wrong means you really got something off, lah, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah, so so that was like, I, I just knew like it was something that had to be addressed. It wasn't going to just go away quietly or, or you know, just die a slow death. I was hoping they would announce, they would talk about it in parliament, but, you know, the parliamentary debates were dominated by a bunch of other things as well. Lah. And uh, yeah. I, I think we, 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 you and I, we talked about doing it, talking about it in a podcast, but I felt like, Something was going to happen by the end of the week, like right? To address all this, so we we give you a bit of time, and yeah,
0: here we are, here we are, right now. Yeah, and I mean, the funny thing is on that Jason Leong podcast, mm. uh, he mm. was almost prophetic. When do you remember what he said would be the best way to do this if Grab and PAP could go back in time? Yeah, <laughs> no, was I to remember. Get you remember. Tin Pei Ling in. Yeah. And give her a different role, yeah. <laughs> different title. <laughs> so different title, different title. Yeah. different title. But maybe whatever they wanted her to do or she wanted to do, she can still do. But don't be so public. Mm. And he was making a joke saying, "Why Singapore? Everything must be so by the so, book. S- no, so you don't do this. Just give her different <laughs> a different title." Yeah. And by the end of the week, I don't know. Did they did, did they listen to the podcast or something? Because that's what happened. That's literally what She's happened. She's the director of uh. uh, uh uh, corporate development. Like even mm. when I heard that, I was like, "What?" Because to me, Wait, which it's like, which
1: part do you go? What like the reappointment?
0: The fact that she was just given another appointment. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I feel like okay. So what? Wow, this one there's so much to unpack right mm. from the start. Yeah, it sounded ridiculous. Mm. And then PAP statement saying, okay, you know, we sat down and we finally understand uh the role in question and mm. how there might be some conflict interest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's not cool. Mm. Then mm. um. Tin Peh came out with a slightly passive-aggressive post, so they mm. grabbed. And then she got this new appointment, which I think is 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 fucking ridiculous. La.
1: Mm, you you think it's ridiculous that she got this new appointment? Because, yeah, because it just feels well, like, like it's... But, it's, but can yeah. we just, uh, before you address that, I think this it will be part of the whole thing. La. Was there really yeah. a conflict of interest? That's from the, from the get-go. In her job as Director of Public Affairs and all, is it really a conflict of interest? Because, you know, she's not the only MP who who will have a job and, Mm. uh, you know, like, uh, they have a right to earn a living, right? You know, and, and if someone, a private employer sees that she's capable and, and, and all that, why, what is the conflict of interest? If she's completely transparent and above board about what she's doing and make sure that she, you know, uh, recuses herself from anything that would, would have any kind of conflict of interest, right? For Mm. example, uh, you know, if let's say they were voting on some legislation that, that, that right hailing companies uh would need to would need to abide by, maybe she abstains from voting in the in that instance. So if she does mm. all that, is there still a conflict of interest? Why harish? Why is there a conflict of interest?
0: I mean even in the scope of work that was announced uh when she got first appointed was that um, she has a deep on-ground understanding of digital economy and smart nation policy and close mm. ties with the local community. She will build partnerships and programs to harness the positive potential of technology to create impact in Singapore, which yeah, like, you can argue that it doesn't really conflict with her role as an MP of uh, Macpherson or on those on those committees. La. But mm. I think it's one of those things that it feels like literally she's a politician, right? Mm. And in her title, it says, Director of Public Affairs and Policy. Mm-hmm. And policy, politician, feels like just by the title alone, there is some overlap. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right.
0: So that's where, I mean, just from, from the title, it, it feels like, oh, uh, okay, that that feels a little too close for comfort. And in the world of politics and public figures and all, I think that matters, like, especially since a director of public affairs. This is a fucking public affair. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so I mean the the yeah the, the truth is I think uh and a lot of I think a lot of uh, online commentators are also saying this that like, right just because you're transparent and above board about what you do for the company and all that doesn't necessarily mean there isn't a conflict of interest. Right? Mm, conflict of interest can yeah. arise regardless of the best intentions and all that. And that's why when you're in the private sector long enough, you know that there are certain uh things that can be done. Like, and then I, I speak from my own experience. You know when you work in finance and and things like that within a bank, for example, there's this thing called like a Chinese wall, right? Where, where the for example, the advisory corporate advisory section of a of the bank, you cannot you literally cannot have any communications with someone who works on, let's say the the sales and trading side lah, where they buy and, and sell shares on the on the public markets, lah, right, to make money, because when you advise companies and you have relationship with companies, you you get. You get access to information that that a lot of public people and the public don't have, right? And mm. if that information was used to buy shares or sell stocks or shares before announcements and all that, it's called insider trading, right? And and yeah. insider trading is illegal, and it can you land you in jail. It's white collar crime, blah, blah blah. So to avoid any kind of um uh, any kind of like uh potential for that happening, even inadvertently, accidental whatever. There's literally this thing, in you know, in, in corporate parlance, they call it the Chinese wall, right? Where you mm. cannot cross over, you cannot email each other, you cannot contact each other, you cannot access each other's documents and things like that. Lah. And then it's enforced very strictly, regardless of the best intentions. Even if you are like Mother Teresa working for the bank or something like that, you can't cross that line, lah, right? So mm. regardless of how transparent, how above board, how much you declare, whatever you are, you just cannot cross over... You know, because there is an obvious conflict of interest, and that hurts overall perception of the bank. It hurts overall perception of the people who work there. So it's just not allowed. And in this case, like even if Tim Peiling is above board and transparent, and and in totally in good content and uh, intentions with what she does, there's still that conflict of interest. Like you know, you you vote on public policy. Grab is a very uh, is a company with a very big footprint in in Singapore, in Asia, and it's still contending with a lot of regulation about its workers, about the conditions of its workers and things like that. And literally something like even banning PMDs, for example, you know, that affected so many of Grab's partners, uh, right? Mm. Uh, And and that's something that was voted through, voted and debated in parliament as well. uh. So obviously there will be a conflict of interest when you think about Grab's interest versus what is the public's interest and all these things, uh, right? And that's Mm. where... Even if you like again, if even if it was Mother Teresa or someone saintly that was put in that position, you just want to avoid them there any there being any potential conflict of interest because it will hurt the reputation of both the establishment and, and that means the, the government and the Grab itself, lah, right? Mm. So that's where people are just saying that it's not about you, Tin Peling, don't take it so personally. It's not about saying that you are evil or what. But your job is an obvious conflict of interest with what you do as a day-to-day as a as an MP la. and you can't yeah. you can't separate the two. Saying that I work as an MP from whatever like eight to uh, or five to like ten PM every day, and then but nine to five I'm grab and you know it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. I don't. I just because I'm at work doesn't mean I stop becoming like uh, you know a dad of my child or anything like that la, Right. You you mm. have to juggle both hats at the same time. It's difficult, but you have to that Right. So that's True. why I I felt like a lot of that was being lost in the debate. Because like, people were making a lot of fuss about, oh, how about the our NS men? How come they cannot get uh, out? about our NSFs? How come they can't moonlight and get another job? So it's not so much about the fact that she is getting a second job or she's getting a, a job on top of being an MP. Because, like, right? again, as mentioned, there are MPs who do that already. So, But it's just the very clear conflict of interest there is in this role. Like.
0: Mm. I yeah. can imagine, like, let's say when I was planning my wedding, right? I just tell... Mm like the families, I think there's a conflict of interest Uh, when deciding this. I will recuse <laughs> myself. They'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. is this then i no, yeah. Yeah. be like, no, no, I will be above board. You know, I'll be above board. There is no conflict of interest. Yeah. And you just see what happens. La. And I mean, yeah. like, I think, like, I didn't know about the Chinese wall thing. That's the mm, actual mm. term. The Chinese it, I mean, wall.
1: It, I mean, it's a term la, that we use to describe why you know, the bank within like say within a bank you can't talk to certain people, you can't email certain people, you can't contact certain people and all that. Lah, yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, Chinese wall. Um mm, mm. Yeah. So so I mean the thing is like uh what you said, yeah. Lah, I think I think it makes sense, but the point about the whole NSF thing and and you know the double standards, I actually think there is something there worth mm. thinking about because mm. at the end of the day, right, when this was announced, right, it wasn't just thin bailing. It was mm-hmm. Grab and the pap mm, right mm, um and she, according to tin billing she let the pap know i think middle of last year that mm. she was considering this and towards the fourth quarter she told them that she's taking it up la. um mm, and mm. for them to come out and say that um oh you know like uh we finally understand so the mm. pap what did they say uh the p a p noted this and did not object this is from their statement like, earlier yep. this month, following public comments about Miss tin's appointment, we discussed the matter with her again to understand the better better the scope of her duties. It mm. then became clear to the party that she would be expected to engage regularly with government ministries and agencies mm. on public policy issues on behalf of GREP. so when I, the the point about the other roles of society and all that where it is a blanket thing right mm. I think it is it is worth pointing out that how the fuck did this get passed? Not mm. just PAP, not just Grab, even Tin Paling herself. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the notion that, okay, I can imagine Grab lah, like, you know, they already try to quantify everything that we do from scrolling and all this into like metrics and stuff. They probably mm. laid down, they do have a document that talks about conflict of interest. I think it's like 13 pages. Very, very, um like, uh, uh, specific and explicit lah. Like. And mm-hmm. even the PAP, they have a rules of prudence, which PM Lee, uh, issued after the election in 2020. Um, mm. so they probably thought they mapped it all out, la. but how, how does that, how does this get past not just one, not just two, but three parties who are, some, mm. who are, who are leaders in their own right, la? Yeah. And when you look at other things about, yeah, the moonlighting, I mean, not just the NSF things, I think it's, it's one of the truths of society, like, I guess that mm. the higher up you go, the less people question, la.
1: Yeah. Actually, um, there's a lot of what you said that I actually do want to try and break down a bit. Can we talk about the yeah, NSF Moonlighting please. issue first? Because uh, like, why why do you think that that is a valid comparison to what is going on
0: here? I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh, apples to apples, but I think it is... It, it's, it's one of those things that ultimately, if you're a politician, you're a public figure, mm. there is the notion of optics, right? Mm. Um, mm. And consumer confidence, citizen mm. confidence. Mm. And when you see... Like uh on one hand, people treated so black and white, right? Like this mm. is a no-go. It's not even negotiable. Mm. But mm. at the upper echelons, uh, you see people almost take this for granted. It's not say they tried and got rejected, no. Mm. If it wasn't mm. for people making noise, it would have gone through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, whoa man. How you expect us to have like like faith in in the regulations and even his rules of prudence and all, if it mm. wasn't for all the noise that got uh, came up.
1: So but, but, I'm I'm might, saying it's, but can we drill down a bit the why yeah why you think
0: NSF should and can be allowed to should be allowed to moonlight? Uh, I'm not saying you know. they I'm, I'm not saying they should be allowed or can be allowed. I don't okay. think they should. And I think certain rules, yeah like you, you shouldn't moonlight uh um or if there's an opportunity to, you should declare. Mm. Uh, but it's almost very heavy-handed approach lah, that you cannot do this and there's almost no leeway about people establishing, why can't I work a second job? I'm doing great at my mm. first job. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing better than my colleagues, but it's a blanket. I cannot work a second job. Yeah, and, so,
1: and I mean, so uh, if I'm hearing clearly, it's not even just about NSF, right? It's yeah, about yeah, it's in not, the it's private not. sector, when you sign a contract with a company, You know, for let's say for example for us, you sign a contract with a production company and all that. Um, moonlighting is a is a very big question mark, Masola. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. I won't, we won't blanket say that it's it's impossible, but a lot of times, like if you're working on a production and your time is spent there, if you tell your boss, like, "Hey, you know, I'm also I can't make it for these dates because I'm also doing something else outside," uh, people there'll be a very big question mark about your commitment to the company and all that, right? Mm. Um, so even yeah, just in private sector itself. These things are asked, uh, these questions are asked when someone takes up a secondary role or moonlights or has a side hustle and things like that, right? That's why normal people, normal people on the ground have to be, usually they have to be quite quiet about side hustles that they're doing, especially if they work in a big corporate and all these things, right? Um, Because it's a bit of a gray area about whether it overlaps with what they do and, and all these things. I'm sure you know people and I know people who work you know, nine to five corporate jobs, but then they also have like side hustles or they're starting companies on the side and things like that, right? And mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of times it's a, as long as it doesn't work, your, affect your work performance kind of thing. Right? So in this case, um, she declared it. Right? She, she was openly transparent and declared it and all that. Um, yeah. But it does call into question, hey, does it, affect what you do day to day as an MP as well, right? Because mm. your time involvement and, and, and all these things. But plus on top of that, beyond time is just when voting for or against a policy that would affect Grab, you know, will you be affected by that, lot right? And if you abstain from voting, then why you then you know that that that's a that means you you also you're not doing your job, right? You are yeah, you. Know, you yeah. have to you have to exclude yourself from an important piece of legislation from the decision of representing your constituents for an important piece of legislation. So, how can you say that it does not affect your
0: your job duties as an MP as well, lah, Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. because Grab touches so many aspects, there's mm, not just mm. transport. Mm. There's food, food. There's finance. Yes, and they want to be a super app also, right? Yeah. Um. Then suddenly you see, like, McPherson, uh, the search charge them low. No? You know, like, no delivery fees. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So,
1: yeah, I think there's something important I mean, to say also that it seems like Tim Pei Ling, I think, uh, you know, she's a politician who got off on a bad foot, right? So to speak. You know, yeah. foot stomping during an interview and, and showing off her kids' payback. So, so I mean, all those years, that, that was many years ago. And and you might say, yeah, she's a very different person now. And she apparently is very, very popular amongst uh, Macpherson residents, or from what I can see online. And yeah. she got what seventy one percent of uh, votes in this single member constituency in the last election, all right? Which is really overwhelmingly yeah. I means she's overwhelmingly popular. Right? So you know, if you live in Macpherson, maybe you really, really support her and all, all, right? And but I feel like you know she she's kind of like killed all that goodwill again. By yeah. by doing this thing that puts her not only in the spotlight locally, but internationally, people are writing articles about it and all. And you know, it makes you call the question, uh, unfortunately, it makes you call the question her competence again. Lah. And before before people say that, you know, we're just mansplaining this thing, uh, we're really I, at least for me, I'm really coming from the angle that it's when you can't see the very clear conflict of interest that you're new, that public policy role a job has and that you have, it speaks to me of a certain, certain kind of naivete, la, right? Mm. A naivete that, that like maybe for someone who has never, who has not worked in the private sector for very long and doesn't understand that this is how the, it is, this is how you have to talk to your employees about why you can't moonlight, why you can't take out a second job in the same field or in a related field, that kind of thing. It speaks of a certain naivete that, that Again, you know, paints her in a bad light that oh yeah, you know she she came to politics with very little uh private sector experience or even anything like. And then there are a lot of people who who you know claim that it was her connections and all these things that got her the, the got her the role. But she spent all these years building up you know her relationship with the residents and all that. But all that's thrown out a window now because of what she's done here, right? And I think that hmm. that's a real pity for her as a
0: politician because uh yeah, I I just think it could be handled so much better. But actually, you said the thing about, like, all the relationships with her constitu- constituent members. I mean, I'm guessing you also saw on Facebook and LinkedIn how many people are in support of her, you know? Yes. Who yes. are saying, you know, we have yes. never questioned your... I mean, of course, it just, it's just a hundred, uh, a few hundred comments as opposed to the thousands who live in Macpherson. Mm. But, I mean, when I read that, I'm like, okay, this this can't be the, the general sentiment because everywhere online, uh, articles, LinkedIn, people are, are noticing that how can they... Not be, uh, uh, like how, yeah, like what you say, like how can she not see a potential issue here, especially for someone who has been burned by the internet before? Mm, mm. So, so, I mean, and for all, like, PP, Grab, and her all to think that this was a good idea, it blows my mind. That's yeah. why, I, if I put my silver tin foil hat on, I feel there's something, there's something up, lah. like, it's just so, so yeah. slimy, so shady, because, even if you think about it, right, like what you said, it, she can be the most honest and trustworthy person, but you yeah. cannot deny that if if we, let's say we talking with Grab, right, versus mm. another company and we're talking to both their directors of public policy and um, uh, 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 public affairs and policy, right, mm. knowing that she's an MP, an influential MP, yeah. of course, it would affect the dynamic of our conversation, right? Mm-mm-mm. Right, and I won't deny as, as as business owners, if we need to think about who to pay more attention to, this will be a factor. Mm. But obviously, right? right, in, in countries like the US, you see the you see like the ex presidents, all oh, they also take up directorships at all these
1: companies and all that. Or oh, oh, then they also pay for lobbyists. A lot of companies pay for lobbyists to 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 push their agenda through in in the house and everything. Right. So why are you being yeah. such a a Singaporean by just complaining about something that happens everywhere else? Yeah, there's,
0: there's argument, so is that right? what's
1: supposed to be yeah? that, that's the um, <laughs> the little that, person I'm, on
0: your shoulder who's always
1: <laughs> the the skeptic is it the skeptic yeah, yeah, is yeah. it no no, no but, no, but, because, but there's, there' there's something that people have brought up that like, right whether online space or in comments and all that like.
0: no, and yeah. there are a lot of people who do hold second positions I think mm. murali pile he's a partner at Raja and tan mm. um and there's someone else who is the s v so basically okay mm. they have different titles I think this one is just a little too close for comfort la like.
1: No and um, I think like the point is like um yeah there are a lot of ex politicians who go into these directorships and obviously they bring with them their influence in government and the access to to people high up like, right but that's the thing they only do it after they leave office like, a lot of times they don't <laughs> do it literally while they're while they're in office cuz that will throw up questions of do you really really have the time to juggle two big roles like this like, right um you think about uh you, you and I we we've had access to talk to ministers ourselves, all mm. right? And they these guys have fucking insane schedules, you know. Literally, like they don't see their kids. They wake. They're up before the sun comes up. They're already at, at the events wearing the suit and tie, whatever. At like seven a.m., it goes but all MPs the way till ten p.m. at night, right? So, but MP should ju- be different, lah. Okay, yeah. so let me finish yeah. my point out. Why are you like you need, need to <laughs> like shoot it down straight away? But yeah, so my point is <laughs> that that it's a it's a you know like depending on what level you're at, it's a it's whatever level it is, even a base MP, I think it still requires a lot of time of you la, right? Even if it, yeah. if you're all you're doing is just collecting that sixteen thousand dollar per month allowance la, which which you know it's still not it's not peanuts la, right? It's not it's still a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it call, it call question your, your competence. And, and the other thing about the lobbyists in America, again, you know, these are hired guns. They're hired by corporations to go and schmooze with politicians and, and, and sell them ideas and sell them and, and, and you know, uh, lobby against policy. La. So they're not like literally in working in government itself or anything like that. La, right.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, and
1: that's where, you know, I, I think it's not a real fair comparison uh between what happens here in 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 this case versus what is for example is happening in the US lah. Um yeah. so yeah, you know that, to me like those arguments don't hold water. And uh uh the fact that this news is is making news internationally as well also tells you that hey it's not something that happens uh only in Singapore and, and it's
0: it's it's not a big deal and all that, la, right? Yeah. And I mean like I guess at the end of all that, hmm. the post uh, from tin paling and grab, and all were also a bit annoying, la. Um, Yeah, just, can I just can I defer, re- can, yeah.
1: can I give a yala big yala butt though? Because I know you you've you've used the word slimy and all that to yeah. characterize it. I want to actually differentiate a bit between tin paling and grab's tone versus the pap's tone. I feel like there's a nuance there that is being missed out in in this whole debate, la. Um, mm. that being that, I think. Uh, you know, you know, on the internet. There's this, there's this AITA. Uh, there's this M I D asshole thing, right? Where basically yeah. people post about they post about what they've done that made them feel bad, and then they ask M I D asshole, right? There's, there's Reddit mm. threads, there's there's memes and all these things. Right? And in this case, I think if you ask me between the three of them, I think Tin Peiling and Grab are the assholes. Right? Um, P A P maybe a bit. You know, there there's something there, but maybe a bit less. And, and, and yeah, I, I do want to explain why before people say that we are yala PAP, la, yala, yala, yala PAP and everything, la, right? Mm. Um, Because there is a bit of a difference between how Tin Peiling characterized the sequence of events and how PAP characterized the sequence of events. Uh. What you notice is that mm. Tin Peiling talks about that in Tin Peiling's post, she said that she was above all transparent and she already told PAP of disappointment middle of last year. And formally informed them of the the role in September 2022, la, right? Um, mm. and then after that, she talked about oh, there was an uproar, and then she and Grab decided that you know that they she would be redeployed or re reappointed in another role, la, right? But mm, she mm, omitted mm. mentioning that. Uh, Whereas on PAP's post, you look at PAP's post, they said yes in September they Tinpaling told the party she would be taking the post of public affairs and policy, so they don't talk about any kind of uh, June 2022 being, uh, mid-2022 being informed of it. They just say that there was a, telling her about, telling them about this post and they, they did not object. And then they they said that they actually, after the public comments came out, they discussed the matter with her again, you know, then to understand better the scope of her duties. So if you read between the lines a bit, again, I'm for her. if you read between the lines a bit, it tells you that maybe in the earlier meeting, September 22, 2022, there wasn't, the scope of her duties were not explained that clearly. Maybe the
0: title, la. the title, mm, not really. Maybe the clear. title
1: or maybe the scope of, the scope was just not, just not very fully put out there, la. Again, I'm putting mm. my tinfoil hat on. Please, uh, PAP or tin paling, please tell us the truth, la. You know, tell us what happened, la. Because I can see a discrepancy between how you guys are characterizing the sequence of events. And she, and then, then PAP goes on to say, in that subsequent meeting, it became clear then that she would ex- be expected to engage with agencies on public policies on behalf of GRAB, which, you know, uh, tells you something because, like like what you mentioned, the rules of prudence says, in no circumstances are they to abuse their status as MPs or their access to ministers, civil servants, and government agencies. So it's very clear that her, engage, uh, her engaging regularly with government ministries and agencies on, on public policies on issues of GRAB it's a direct conflict with that with rule of prudence, right? To, mm. to use your access to ministers and all that. <clears throat> so, my whole big point here is that uh, even though everything to us sounds like, how can these three parties all, all you know, have fuck up like this and all that, it seems quite clear to me that there's a specific reason why Tin Peiling has left out the fact that she had this subsequent meeting with PAP, but PAP is bringing up that they had a subsequent meeting with her. And and then she clarified what the role was, like, Right? It tells you something mm. that that something wasn't right in that first meeting, September twenty twenty two, where one party thought they revealed they were fully transparent but the other party felt like. Hey, maybe she did not reveal the full scope of her duties, uh, You know. Mm. So again, everything here is speculation. Nobody don't please don't puff us. We again are speculating based on what you guys information you guys are giving out to us. But what I am trying to point out is that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a nuance to it, la. And again, uh, like you, but like you, I really couldn't stand the tone of, uh, Tim Pei Ling and Greb's, uh, assertions about it, la, right? I mm-hmm. think Greb was, to paraphrase them, they were saying, like, oh, it's very hard to do things if everything that, that Tim Pei Ling does is, uh, you know, looked at with, uh, uh, you know, question the intentions behind her act and all that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's a public figure. She's literally a member of parliament. Of course, we have to scrutinize the actions. In fact, in Singapore, we we don't scrutinize the actions of our public figures enough, like, if anything, like, right? Um, mm-hmm. They talk about the actions in terms of like, you know, like literally what they do in parliament day in, day out, or even like tax returns or anything like that, like, right? So to me, it's like, grab is the, that's the fucking, that's the fucking gaslighting people, like trying to tell us that we shouldn't be questioning our politicians, weh, you know, as a corporation mm-hmm. to be saying that to, to the population, that's like fucked up. La. And that's gaslighting to me. And and again, like uh you know, I think Tim Peling she she went on about about being above board and transparent and and, and you know and brought up that she's done a lot good in McPherson. I'm very happy that for McPherson la, you know, that, that she that that she's good and all that. But but don't gaslight the rest of the population for asking questions of our public our, our public politicians and all that, you know? Mm. Uh, whereas, you know, in terms of PAP statement, I think if anything, it is something closer to an admission that there was there was a, something off in the process, lah, right? Whereas mm. Tim Pehling and Grab's one was like, there's nothing wrong with our process. It's y'all. Y'all make such a big fuss. That's why it's, it's fucked up. You know? Um, mm. And that's what I didn't like about it. And that's why I wanted to point out that there is a difference between the PAP's response and Tim Peeling and Grab's response. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: Thanks for summarizing <laughs> everything that I was
0: going to say, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, oh. <See? laughs> you were not you were not you were just going on about how slimy
0: dude. you felt it was and all <laughs> <laughs> dude my intro statement was I have issues with all oh. three statements oh, okay, and okay, and then okay. you went back to slimy then you went oh. to talk about everything okay I mean to kudos to you I think you summarized it, it and I didn't pick up on the PAP thing but uh, yeah uh, now I got nothing to say Terrence I no, got no, nothing yeah. to say okay? yeah, but, but you can no no <laughs> no. no I, got, I got you can I got, disagree I got, with I... me that's
1: what our show is no, about no. Right? you can disagree uh, with me yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and I also noticed you're wearing a white shirt huh, Terrence no, 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 it's got, White it's, got, shirt, it's, got, uh?
1: it's got off-white stripes also. off-white, oh, stripes. off-white. off-white. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But it's not green. No, so, uh, FYI. Yeah. so,
0: I mean, like, I didn't, like, I didn't read too much into the fact that the PAP said they had this second meeting uh, without putting on the thin lah. So, I didn't like their statements for separate reasons. Lah. Mm, like, mm. for Grab, yeah, same thing about the question thing. And then... The, the, the ending of it saying, Oh, how grab is, you know, like grabbers are the backbone of our mission to create economic empowerment for everyone in Southeast Asia and mm. blah, 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 blah. But the first part was like, yeah, like it almost felt like what they were saying is like, Oh, this is actually fine. But because people are not happy. Um, okay, like we find some way else that we can work with her because she's really good at what she does. We are really good at what we do and we want to do good together. Yeah. Then for thin paling. The certain things was like, you know, I understand have and have long come to accept the public scrutiny that comes with being an MP. Um, Would never want to hinder my ability. This would be the case if my intentions and actions in the future are always called into doubt whether justified or not. Yeah. Wallah, eh. So, yeah. so it just feels like, and PAP is one also, I really didn't like it because it just plays the clueless uncle thing. La. And mm, in the scope mm. of politics, right, can you imagine if an opposition party did it? Oh, mm. fucking there'll mm. be committee of privileges and all set up to to discuss this lah so i didn't like PAP statement because they just wrote it off almost like oh we didn't understand yo mm. it's your duty to scrutinize your own self check self, right that's the mm. that's the thing mm. right yeah. uh PM Lee put out the rules of prudence for you to uphold your own standards right so mm. all three statements were annoying as shit and mm. i don't know man like like uh uh just reading the post just left with like I feel like I need to shower after reading the post lah. Yeah. Like it well, did I mean, not like you fuck up like that. I feel almost feel like okay, I I guess maybe it's a no go in politics lah, to admit mm. that you have done something wrong. Mm. Uh that is that and and the fact that Grab changed the role so quickly is almost like mm. an admission that they fucked up.
1: But they did not admit, lah. They did not admit they fucked up. They still but, you know, like left with such like, a uh, you know there's a difference so if you angry
0: when, when they it, it almost it. feels like if you really believed in it it was that or nothing else you don't trust us fuck it mm. it's yeah. almost like you know when you catch someone who does something wrong if they really stand by it right yeah. uh, part of me would be like shit maybe maybe they are right maybe there really is nothing wrong but the fact mm. that you change so fast right I'm like yo guilty yeah. guilty to quote
1: Grab because I don't want to be I don't want to quote them wrongly they said we acknowledge that this—that means hiring Tim Peiling and having a serve role—is difficult. If the intent behind every action or position she takes in the future is doubted or called into question, and again, mm-hmm. I'm like, a fucking cause people are going to question it because Grab, you—you you literally were founded on the mantra of move fast and break things, up, right? You know, tra- your mm-hmm. your that was your founding, uh, uh mantra with, with with like whether it was Uber, Uber or, or Grab and all these right hailing companies, they were meant to. To, 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 you know, call the question and break the, the, the infrastructure of transport, private transportation as it was, uh, right? So, mm. to, you know, it's obviously in your interest to also go up against regulation, uh, right? And, uh, for them to like say, like, like, oh, we should not call the question intense, the intent behind the action of hiring a currently serving member of parliament at, as a director of public policy is, is, is gaslighting to the max, uh, right? Yeah. So it's so, I, I really didn't like the tone of that. I didn't like Tin Pei Ling's, um omission that there was a subsequent meeting with her own party and and that and that she again like like you said la If my intentions and actions in future are always kind of whether justified or not, if they're justified, that's why that is happening, you know. And and yeah. you you wanna you want you know we talk about having a more uh uh more politically literate population who cares about policy and all that. You are literally saying, "Don't, don't, don't read into my, don't read into my intentions, even if it's justified or 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 not." Like, right? So, so then,
0: like in 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 Yalabat spirit, right? Like, are mm. you? Would you say that philosophically, you're you're like, no, MPs shouldn't take on a second thing regardless of role? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like.
1: Uh, I'm not gonna die on either hill saying that, right? Mm. Because mm. the truth is, there's no. W- would I want a system where? Rich corporate lobbyists are working under the table and and you know giving future kickbacks or whatever to to politicians because you know like what, what well, like what Li Kuan Yew has, has said very famously before is that uh you know that when you pay people more then you avoid problems of corruption and all that. Do mm. I want the the opposite system where you know we have to rely on 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 all these favors that are doled out to between uh high ranking people and all that to get stuff moving? No, la. I don't think that's a great system either, la, right? Mm. Um, but I think if anything is is that you want to talk about really having transparency, then, then you know, go for radical transparency, la. like, mm. you know, talk about release your, release the details of your pay, release the details of who's in your team or things like that as well, la, right? Then you really go all out and be transparent and not just say I'm being transparent and there's no issue and then after that, just expect people to just take it which is is the opposite of what we want to do here, whether it's on a podcast or even I think there are there are a lot of people, you know, uh in that, that work in the civil service in policy who want the population to be more more uh literate about all these issues, like, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't like it that they are just that, that Grab and Tim Peling was just trying to say that Oh, it's just your haters. That's why we have to we have to address this, you know? Y'all haters. Y'all, y'all haters. <laughs> it's not that we had we had another meeting with with the PAP and then we decided, okay, maybe to there was the, the issue of conflict interest. So that, that's why to me it's like at least the PAP statement lays out to me more clearly, like, okay, what happened. It wasn't an admission, they didn't say sorry we fucked up or anything like that, but there was an admission that there was part of the pro, in the part of the process, there was a breakdown in communication somewhere that that got clarified later, like, in a later meeting, like, right? And then it, it was very clear to them, okay, there's a conflict of interest and let's, let's change it, like, right? Mm. At least you lay yeah. out the sequence of events. You don't say sorry, but you lay out the sequence of events. I understand better what happened. Whereas Tim Pillings one's really like, oh, you know, because of your haters out oh, of the goodness of our hearts, then that's why we're doing this, like, you know?
0: Yeah. Which is like I mean, crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm also not opposed to them having second roles. I know the official thing is that the PAP or the government doesn't want a parliament full of people who are just got no industry experience la. Um, mm. I I can see that having some merit but I mean yeah I'm not averse to them taking on second roles um, and especially if they are good people honest uh, and, and, and all that and they do ben- add value to the different boards for the great, greater good of society sure mm-hmm. but yeah la, that transparency thing is, is lacking la. so you think this will mm. come up in parliament no I doubt it will you don't think so
1: I don't think so. No, well, I mean, why? I mean, I don't. Know when, I, honestly, I don't know the how Parliament, how the trappings of Parliament. Are like you just
0: questioning the process? Like, questioning, questioning the process of second possibly,
1: road. possibly, possibly. Yeah, from a opposition MP, like Liang Mun Liang
0: sharpening his, his blades yeah, already. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, But but maybe there is yeah. There needs to be a discussion about yeah. What what exactly is the process and yeah. be, there being I think everyone, if you talk about transparency, everyone should be more transparent about the process. I wish. Tin Pei Ling also shared that there was a subsequent meeting also lah because that would yeah. change my perception of how
0: but, how it was addressed but she didn't share it and then it took the PAP's we, yeah. post to, to reveal it lah because this, this to me is a big crack in the faith of like the PAP process for this particular thing and for Tim mm. Pei Ling lah, as a as, as for her thoughts and all that and I mean yeah um, it's just <coughs> it's, it's just damn surprising that it has come down to this and that she's yeah. still going to be working for Grab
1: yeah, um, But there was
0: this uh, like super boomer meme that was going around like uh, it was a
1: green screenshot. Like before you grab that great job opportunity, tin first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so bad that it was funny. La. I just had it to like... so bad that it's so I good. Saw eh? it, I saw it in a much older person's phone then I had to forward it to myself
0: just for the heck of it. La. Yeah. <coughs> This one, this this one, this discussion hopefully will spur comments uh, because I know there are a bunch of Reddit threads already talking about it. Yes, so, yes, yes. So, yeah. so let us know your thoughts, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and, you know, feel free to disagree with us. or I think a lot of what we're speculating and all that was, it's the only information we have from their, from their official statements and press releases or Facebook posts. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not, probably not going to be some committee of inquiry about how this happens or they're never going to adopt that whole radical transparency, which is a thing, right? I think in the startup world of like, from everyone from the CEO to, to, you know, the lowest ranking person in the company, like the salaries are revealed publicly and all that, right? And mm-hmm. the idea is, is somehow it, it builds a, a sense of trust and, and, and the sense of a common mission that everyone's working towards. Like, you know, each other's pay and you know, what each other brings to the table and, and that holds you more accountable to things. Lah. So yeah. I doubt that it's ever gonna be that level where Tim billing reveals a salary at Grab or what. But it'll be interesting to to, to, note, lah, to note, yeah. Especially because yeah. there's a review of uh I think ministerial salaries salary, so right? coming up as well. Yeah. yeah. So so it's yeah. it's it'll be very super, super interesting if that happens. Lah, yeah. Super interesting. Mm. Cool. But yeah cool 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 uh you know we went back in time a little bit to twenty twenty eleven 2011 when we were when people were questioning tim billings competence and everything uh yeah. but again another figure from the past has emerged to create a lot of noise on social media as well and mm. uh it's got people buzzing as well well and who is this person
0: uh it is uh, none other than socio-political commentator and um businessman Calvin Cheng. Uh, mm-hmm. and his current posts—a uh, string of posts—talking about uh, calling for a boycott of businesses that only accept cash, la. Mm-hmm. Um, and with posts like uh, another backward food court in the CBD that only accepts cash, name mm-hmm. and shame. So he's mm-hmm. he's gone down the path of like naming and shaming uh um uh entities that don't accept digital payments, Mm-mm. Um, and and I mean it's a uh, it's uh it's interesting. Got got people on both ends. I think some people are saying there might be good reasons. Uh, mm. so don't just shit on them. Uh, that fast, la. but But wh- yeah. why? Why did? Why were you so fervent in your desire to talk about this? Uh?
1: Um, I mean, the truth is that Singapore is going towards being a cashless society, la, Right. Mm. But, uh, I think uh, there's a news recently that the Kopitiam, those cards, discount cards, uh, that uh, people used to use in the food court, Kupitiam food court. they're going to transit transition to all digital, uh, versions only. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's happening. It's happening around us. Um, and I think in this case, Kelvin Cheng, you know, he's a entrepreneur. He's, he's a businessman who, who has his fingers in a lot of different pies. Right. He sees that there's a lot more potential for digital payments and everything in Singapore. And he's angry. Right. That, that, some places refuse to move forward with the times. Uh. And uh is that really a wrong thing for him to be to be so angry about it that he's taking quite an extreme view of saying naming and shaming them? I think that's what's that's what's
0: interesting to me. Uh. Mm. Um I mean, I guess the naming and shaming that one it feels I like, uh, really must must go down that path. Uh. But I mm. mean if he is super keen about having digital only payments, mm. um also must note the context that he has a Web3 company mm. uh, that's based out of Switzerland, I think, that mm. recently just got uh, approval from the financial authorities there. La. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he seems like quite a savvy businessman, even though it's mm. yeah, hard to tell his past uh, exactly what he did and, and how successful it was. But but yeah, so so I think uh, the, the naming and shaming, uh, that one feels a bit weird. Mm. And he continues mm. to defend his naming and shaming. la. Yeah, so yeah. he he yeah. defends
1: it in the context of I think if you look at the, because he he's very active right in his own comments as well. Uh, yeah, I think he was specifically saying like it's hindering the progress of Singapore towards being a smart nation, right? Yeah, yeah and that's that's why uh, he he thinks it's really terrible. I think he, he also clarifies that it's not
0: uh, the entire food court; it's just some vendors within the food court, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. yeah. Um but yeah, so so what 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 do you think? Like for me the naming and shaming is like hmm. Uh I mean on one hand it's it's public info, like you can see the signs are not even hidden, la, right? Mm-hmm. But I still feel like hmm. Okay, you you there might be reasons like there might be reasons why certain stalls or hawker centers don't want to accept cashless payments. But what do you think? Mm,
1: yeah, I think maybe the only thing that that uh it's kind of sh- Strange to me is like, what's the point of naming and shaming <laughs> oh, them or what, la, right? If anything, it might actually bring more, bring more customers to these, to these places, la, uh, out of like, you know, a defiance to his call to name and shame. Because, uh, yeah, la, I mean, he is just someone who is very, uh, you know, like, like very bullish about digital payments and wants to move forward with it. And there'll be businesses who will, you know, take time to transition there or get there one day. Maybe the older people who don't like or don't know how to use their phones and all. But it's not that we name and shame them. We have to... What we need to do, and I think we're not doing enough, is to really educate them and, and convince them of the the possibilities and protect them from the downsides of it as well. Right? Um, mm. You look at all the scams that are going on now. A lot of the, the scams, they're, they're really, I mean, these scam, scams that are affecting our older people, especially in Singapore, are getting increasingly, increasingly sophisticated, sophisticated and adaptable to the different things that go on in Singapore with our digital services. And I think it's because we are so, um, you know, we are very quite advanced in terms of our digital services and everything. That's why we are such a great target because there's an imbalance between, you know, the, the fact that we have an aging population and, and who's still trying to catch up with the digital age. And then at the same time, all our government services, all our banking services, all our digital, all all our key services are actually all digital now, right? Whether it's your birth certificate, death certificate, your 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 um signing up for, for various uh government policies and all these things, your insurance, everything's all digital. So that gap in knowledge is being exploited a lot by these big scamming organizations uh. and mm. it's so fast, they're evolving so fast. Every one day, like now I start getting SMSs from like so called LTA telling me uh, that I need to apply for this and that. And you know, it's, a, I mean, for me, I know it's a scam from first looking at it and all, but I can imagine, you know, uh, people who are not so digitally literate be having a hard time discerning what is, what is real and what is not. Like. And and that tells you that there's going to be, there is going to be this gap going forward. And um, to expect everyone to just catch up, you know, and then if they don't catch up with, with us, we name and shame them that's not the approach. Right? That's not the approach that's going to convince them to to jump on board, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, to me, it's like, in fact, it, it, I mean, I, it's a whole separate argument, but I think this digitalization, this Spark Nation movement um, has actually created a lot more work for, you know, people who have to help their parents apply for digital services, have to walk them through all these things. Uh, and, and is it really, has it really made it such a a more efficient process for everyone. You know, it just shifts the burden of all these, all these applications back to the, back to the younger people who know how to do it, right?
0: Yeah. And, and, yeah. and,
1: and uh, you know, the, I think the help, the resources to help people who are in trouble are not good enough. All these chatbots and AI that they try and use to help, to help people who are having trouble with their website and all. Because I, I, I recently had my own run-ins with like, uh one of the digital government services, like, and, and it was just a, pretty horrible experience even just down to the user interface on the website and stuff just not working you know feel like literally feels that I was trying to fill fill out not working and this is me trying to apply for something that will allow me to pay pay the government more easily you know and I was mm. having so much trouble with it even being what I consider myself a, a bit more of a digital native than than a boomer and everything I was having so much trouble with it you know uh, that it literally took me like I think three or four calls with the agency to resolve it, lah. And three or four calls over the course of like two weeks or something like that. So it was not like it was resolved overnight, like Right? And mm. I'm I'm trying to imagine like uh, older people trying to deal with this issue, and and you know it, it took. In fact, it took me like some. Uh, I had, I had to do like my own like uh what do you call it? What's that that term where you, uh, you do a little bit of A B testing, you know, yourself. To try and figure out what's the issue. Is it this? I'm trying to isolate the problem, like, right? Debugging, In, uh, yeah, debugging. Debugging. Is what? it this issue? Okay, let me try this scenario where I don't fill up this form with this way. And blah, blah, blah. So I was doing these scenarios, like, at 12.30 a.m., you know, like, trying to fix the issue because I, I wanted to find a way to be able to make my payments more efficiently, right? So it's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a, the, this, uh, I think it's just this attitude, like, right? That you name yeah. and shame those who haven't caught up as opposed to think about how we can make uh, the environment better for
0: them to catch up, like, right? And I mean, the, the terminology he uses, like, like it's, yeah, it's shameful that uh, he, it, I mean, this is just his Facebook post, Like Singapore is still one of the few backward developed countries mm. um, where, uh, and uh, when, when, with regards to digital payments, and he says, it's shameful to accept only cash in 2023 embarrassing for an advanced nation. They should not be allowed to operate in the CBD especially. So, I mean, I was just thinking about it like, because over the weekend, I bought chicken rice from this place in Katong that is some some dope chicken, chicken rice. La. <laughs> and I yeah. used to be able to order from them online, but now yes. they don't take orders through any of the apps. They don't take orders from their website. And you go there and it's a long ass queue. Um, yeah. And they are very clear, cash only. And yeah. then I was thinking like, oh shit, cannot deliver a bird? the line never stops. Mm, so for mm, them, right, as a business owner, whatever digital platform you choose to get payments through, you will have to pay transaction fees, mm, right? Mm, if yeah. you have non-stop demand for your chicken rice, making thousands of dollars in revenue a day, 2%, mm. it, it kind of adds up. So why why would you want to pay that expense if, there's, if your business is thriving already, mm, right? Mm. Are they shameful? I'm like, hell no, they run their, their chicken rice store like clockwork, No. Like, yeah. there's a payment booth, there's a there's a LCD screen with a number. So, when he says shameful, right, I feel it, it casts an entire blanket on all these hawkers. And maybe f- for their own reason, like, uh they, they want to simplify stuff. They prefer mm. cash. Maybe mm. in their day-to-day life, they need cash on hand. Mm. So, you call mm. them shameful, I'm like, yo, man, um, no lah, like, uh you you want to post their thing, go and talk to them first, find out what their reason is. Then you post their reasons together with this photo. Yeah, then people yeah. can make up their own minds lah yeah yeah or
1: even use your role as quite an influential person to to enact uh you know more pol- more uh more campaigns to help uh you know help seniors or or older people you know join the smart nation movement and all that that like, right mm-hmm. uh, i think he's a very influential person he sits on a lot of boards i've seen him on on you know i m d a boards and stuff like that as well so i don't see i don't see him in as someone who needs to resort to using social media to name and shame people in
0: order to get them to do something, right? There's other ways to do it. But what if it's coming from a very noble intention? Like, if we don't transition fast, Mm -hmm. we will lose out. Other countries Mm. where everyone has adopted it, it results in like... You know, it's one of those things that if everyone adopts it, it's great, but if just a few people don't adopt, it slows down everyone. Maybe mm, maybe mm. there's this noble intention in his heart, you know, like the, the high the tide right raises all boats. Is it that one? What? A high tide, tide? Yeah. Raises uh, all boats uh, or something. Uh raises all boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some something high, high tide something raising the rising tide <laughs> lifts all yeah, 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 the rising lifts tide all boats, lifts yeah. all boats. Ah, okay, So good, maybe yes, he's yes, like yes. the rising tide of digital currency is we need to lift the Singapore boat. We cannot have these little holes um that are causing us to not rise fast because if we don't we will lose out. Yeah then you would say intention, Terence But that's a good intention. But then I would say then go
1: and um at the same time you want to go and name and shame the individuals who choose not to be part of that high tide. Then also go and knock name and shame those uh whether it's banking apps or what that fucking don't work like 30, like fifty percent of the time, like you know? Or just like just crashing all the time. Then name and shame those big corporations that are forcing everyone to go digital, but then are doing such a bad job at, at maintaining their own digital services, like, right? Or making them accessible to, to people, lah. I think there's a lot more steps to do before you go and name and shame individuals who aren't, who haven't caught up yet, lah, right? Mm, that, mm, like, right? That's like putting the, the, the cart before the horse, lah, I find. So that's why I, 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 I get where he's coming from and we can say it's noble intention, but it's, I feel it's, yeah, it's misdirected, lah. yeah. Yeah. It's, I because mean, it's easy to, it's easy to go and knock some small business owner who's not gonna, not gonna, you don't have a business or working relationship with and, you know, you, you don't, you just don't frequent that store. I like, just don't go to a store if you're so unhappy about it. But it's another to go and like, go and call out a big bank or some big organization for not doing a good job, uh, not doing a good job in what they they claim to be like digital banking service or what, like, which I also have experienced recently and, and it really frustrates me a lot. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, and like the only reason we're talking about this is also because I know already some people are saying, why the hell do we care what he thinks?" I mean, he does have a decent following, and mm. and what he says it does sometimes spread. And he's he's on this quest to talk about money and digital currencies more. So it's just something worth thinking about, mm-hmm. Worth thinking about. And I mean, we have reached out to him to come on our podcast before, but uh, at that point, yeah, he wanted to talk about business and lifestyle. Maybe now, maybe now is the time, no, Terence about yeah, politics, so, about business.
1: Yeah, rather We're than the cashless society, you know, talk about talk about the benefits of the cashless society rather than going name and shame small businesses that aren't they haven't caught yeah. up with or they haven't jumped on that bandwagon yet, lah. So, you know, uh, that's what I mean. There, there are avenues, but if he chooses not to and decides and just instead wants to resort to social media and name and shame, then uh, yeah, that's when it's unfortunate, lah, right,
0: and unnecessary, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe time to reach out to him again, eh?
1: Maybe, 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 we maybe for it. him it's... it's. We'll see Kelvin, uh, Calvin Calvin change.
0: It, it needs a certain
1: kind of like uh, something to spur him to want to talk about all these things as well. But yeah, we bring him and Sudhir on together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting, interesting process. But yes, it's a, wow, what a step back into, I felt like we just reached back 10 years to talk about the people who were dominating news 10 years ago.
0: And here they are, back again. Was he dominating news last time? Oh, you mean, I mean, Tim Belling, yes, but Calvin Ching, yes. Uh.
1: I think he's... Many years ago, he was a lot more uh, prolific in writing about a lot of these things, right, politics and all that. Uh, mm. In recent years, I feel a bit less so. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just also a decline of Facebook as a platform and all these things, and people moving towards Instagram and TikTok and everything as well. Uh. But he, on Facebook, at one point, you know, like, a lot of people were... were, were checking out his page or tagging him and all these things like, right?
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: But maybe, maybe people have moved on. They've just moved on from Kelvin Ching already. Name and shame. <laughs> name and shame them. You know? <laughs> name and shame, huh? Yeah, yeah, Name yeah. and shame. But yes. But, but cool, man. Interesting. Uh, Big discussions today. Like, so
0: what yeah. is your one show comment of these past few days? Uh... My one short comment um, is something posted by let's see uh, internet lurker 96 long time commenter who mm. shared a potential topic which I had not heard of until this post um mm, mm, mm. It is the controversy around Darman uh, mm. a YouTuber with like 70 million subscribers and uh, the protest he is currently facing by um actors in his from his videos who are pissed off about low wages mm. So I haven't looked at it in detail yet, but I'm like, oh shit, um, I did not, I did not hear about this at all. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so I mean, it, it's just interesting because he's a huge YouTuber. I think he's in the whole like um feel good personal development space. Done videos with Nas Daily, and mm-hmm. I mean, he posted something that talks about how he met with the actors and. Talking about compensation. So yeah, so I, I don't know enough yet, but I appreciate it when someone always when someone shares a, a comment that makes me want to dive deep into it, man. So cheers. Mm. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, Yeah. What about you? Yeah, man? I think someone was mentioning as a potential
1: yellow topic as well. Yeah, right? a
0: potential yellow topic. Correct. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um no, I, I think yeah, for me it's it's also something from our subreddit. Uh there was a I think um people were suggesting that we uh, maybe talk about uh, about the budget with uh, a collaboration with like uh, the financial coconut, right? Like we did last year. Mm. I think because the budget is coming up shortly. And uh, yeah, I think mm. there was even a... Some people pointed out that, that there was a call out right by, by the financial coconut uh, to, to maybe do something like that again. Yeah, but we haven't... I don't think we've, we've, we've set anything in stone. We may be talking about how we can try and make it work la, in terms of timing and all these things as well, la, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like there are some people who do want the Yalabad take as well on the budget. Uh, granted that we are not, we're not uh, economists by by any stretch, la, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's maybe something that we, we can look at, la, like if you want to see more collaborations with other, other podcasters as well, it's something that we could look at, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, potentially, because it, I remember having a lot of fun with that uh, uh, podcast last year because I know dissecting the budget is going to be a monumental task and it's coming out tomorrow, right? As Lawrence Wong's Valentine to Singapore. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so see, like might happen, might happen. Might happen, mm. might happen. Might cool, happen. might happen. Yes. And what about the one-shock thing? What is your one-shock thing, man?
1: Uh, do you want to go first? I just need to dig mine up. Yeah,
0: can uh, mine is. Have you heard of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? You know? Yes, I have actually. Oh, well, you have. have. Yes, you have. I have. Uh, yes. wow, this blew me away, la. So, so I mean, I'm sure most people, even if they've born, they they're born like less than 20 years ago, you would have heard of Winnie the Pooh, la, Right. Mm. Winnie the Pooh is very lovable child character. Uh, 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 that follows this Christopher Robin, uh, guy who's a young guy who meets. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Piglet, Eeyore, Rabbit, and Owl, mm. uh, in the Hundred Acre Wood, la, and they become mm. friends, la. So mm. I remember watching some of it when I was young. Um, but there's a movie coming out called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey, and mm. you would think, yes. oh, if it's a lovable Charles cartoon, why, why such a title? So mm. <laughs> the thing is, uh, I think what happened, right? Um, in twenty uh. It, it, in on January first, twenty twenty two, the book Winnie the Pooh, which was published in nineteen twenty six, mm. entered the public domain in the US. Which mm. meant that the rights were were in the public domain. La. Yeah. So there was a British studio that bought the rights. Right? Mm-hmm. And they could they could do whatever they wanted with it. La. So this <laughs> they came up with this concept. You imagine the plot, okay? Winnie the Pooh the comic is about this child who has this Friends who are animals who can talk, right? Yeah. But this plot follows uh, uh, visits Christopher Robin um, years later when he's about to get married. Uh, after he, you know, went off to college and Mm-mm. he parted ways with these animals, la. So yeah. <laughs> the movie starts when he goes back to Hundred Acre Wood with his fiance, wanting to sh- to wanting her to meet these animals he grew up with and who he was friends with. But he finds out, right, that after he left them. The animals grew up. Uh, they didn't know where to get food. They got so hungry, they ate one of um, the group. And then yeah. they became serial killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a horror movie. Yeah. And it was shot in 10 days on a very low budget. It came out in October 2022. And it did so well at the, at a small theatrical release that they decided to launch a full-on 2023 theatrical release and it's expected to do pretty well at the box office like, and I'm mm. it just blew my mind yeah. Uh, it sounds awesome and just the thought lah, like you hear it mm. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous have you seen the trailer? yes I just saw it months ago yeah oh you saw it months ago I just yeah, caught I think... wind of it I don't know what what uh, put it up on my newsfeed yeah the trailer came out August 31st 2022 holy yeah. shit man that is genius yeah,
1: I, I, yeah, just like, looks like a very,
0: uh, very, very violent.
1: We need a pool. yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see like how the reception is gonna be because honestly, I thought it was gonna be like this B grade, uh, you know, like horror movie that that, that we get be get a little buzz and all. But it seems like if that if you are hearing about it means and sort of independently, not from from me,
0: or what means that it is getting some buzz, right? That people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's getting some buzz. So, I mean, I think right now, the, the the thought is that even if the movie is shit, right, you'll mm. still generate a lot of publicity because the concept is so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Concept. And then I think there's brilliant, talks brilliant, about
1: brilliant. it that like they're building an anti-Disney horror universe, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> which is like, maybe that's what we need right now to counter the power of Disney. Oh
0: my God. Taking
1: all your favorite franchises and just making them like, you know, destroying them,
0: yeah, it was insane, insane. But yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, what about you? My one
1: thing is a video that I just watched recently. It's a, one of those video essays about why e ink innovation is so slow, by the YouTube channel Tech Alter. And uh, what I really liked about it was that yeah, e ink—that means your Kindles and your, your all your other e ink re- readers—the uh, technology has been around for ages, right? Like I think I am thinking at least like fifteen to twenty years or something. But has it really caught on it to a point where it's so mainstream and everyone, everyone owns an e ink device? Because, uh, I don't think so. I think it's been. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, like I, I did have an e ink reader before, but I think uh, I've gone back to like, uh, you know, in the spirit of what we we're discussing earlier, I've gone, I've gone anti digital and went back to paper again and started reading like books again. Uh, you know, just, just never really, never really felt like there was anything really super compelling about the, the e-reader experience that I would need to have one, stick with one in my life and, and, and keep improving it. So, um, this video is interesting because he breaks down why innovation for in the e-ink space feels so slow. Uh, mm. You know, including things like the fact that the patent is being held by one company that holds the patent for all these e-ink screens. And apparently, the patent is expiring soon, you know? so and, and there seems to be, there might be a second renaissance for e-ink re- readers that are coming up very shortly. Uh, whether it's mm. color or faster, you know, faster screens, or even just being able to use a pen. Uh, you know, there's there's a tablet called Remarkable Tablet now where you can actually write on e-ink tablets. Uh.
0: Oh, really? And then
1: yeah. being able to e-input on e-ink tablets might be the next big thing. Uh, that 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 uh, everyone is headed towards. So yeah, it's just I I like it when when YouTube channels like uh not only just do research on paper, they actually buy they, they, this this video they bought all the E-Ink devices and was like trying them out and trying to understand what kind of progress there's been in the devices in the last 10 years, 20 years or so. So yeah, do check it out. It's an interesting video uh, about why E-Ink innovation hasn't caught
0: up. Cool. Yeah. And it's like a video essay. How how long is it? 15 minutes. So it's totally Yeah. So on double speed, that's seven and a half minutes. eh?
1: On double speed, if you are the type to be angry with people for taking their time to read and enjoy a point of view and someone's voice... And then you want to name and shame the auntie that is selling kopi at your nearby See, exact problem.
0: You're blanketing. <laughs> you're blanketing people who like to watch in double speed. Yeah. And sometimes I watch 2.5 or even 3 times speed if the video allows it. Oh, you know, you're flexing your speed. Yeah, the speed energy <laughs> which <should> go. Like. <laughs> I download a plugin for my Chrome browser to manually increase the speed up to like, I think, yeah. 6 times, I think. That's crazy. I, I can't go anything higher no. like than 1.75. No. Yeah. Oh, is it 2 you can't? Uh? Two I, can't, two, uh, two, 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 f- two, I feel
1: like... Two, almost, you're yeah, depending on, on the person not speaking the fast. But there are people who speak fast. And once you put them on two times, I can't figure out what they're saying already. Like Ben Shapiro.
0: Shapiro or, you know, like
1: Irish accents and things like that. right? Very, very strong accents. Uh, Two times, I can't figure out what they're saying already. So 1.75 times usually max for me. Like 1.25 still comfortable. But yeah. Uh probably cool, how many man. people are probably listening to our podcast. I don't know. Tell us if you yeah, are if you are listening to this podcast on a higher speed, tell us what speed you're at. You know it'd be interesting yeah. to hear. So
0: maybe they just go on a higher speed when you're talking. Right?
1: <laughs> I knew that was gonna come. I knew that was gonna come, in spite of the <laughs> the great content and and, and and being able to summarize everything dude, very beautifully such that dude, you are I'm less not speechless. Saying- I'm not okay, saying it's not the content of your speech,
0: Terrence. I'm not saying it's the content. I'm just saying that sometimes, you know, like you 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 and you enjoy your words, mm. like you enjoy mm. you enjoy mm. the the length. You enjoy letting the words yes. breathe. Yes, 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 yes.
1: And and there are people who listen because they like the sound of the voice. They want to feel calm. They don't want to feel like I've got fourteen tabs open in front of me, what do I do? What do I do? Oh they they don't want that feeling, you see. You want that calm, okay. Just listen to someone.
0: Yeah, talk. I know. My <laughs> my my wife hates it when I listen to podcasts on the speaker. Uh, in more than one one point something lah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, can yeah, you yeah. just let them talk? No, yeah. like, I need to jam all the info into my head as quickly as possible. What's wrong with that?
1: That's essentially that's essentially like uh, a summary of the the conversations with your wife, system, like. uh. No, no, summary of <laughs> conversations with, that you have with your wife, like, Right. You just want to Why? you want to dial it up to two times. Can you just finish your point so that I can talk? Can you just finish your point so that I can talk?
0: Is that, that Yeah, I mean sometimes we don't need to talk for so long, man right? <laughs> We quote uh, but,
1: but, Jim I'm just saying I'm just saying Quoting Jim Carrey from uh, Eternal Sunshine The Spotless Mind. I think it was like uh talking isn't necessarily conversation.
0: True, yeah, true that, true yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yes, cool. we are talking, and on it's that note, yeah, <laughs> on, it is a conversation, and we have come to the end of the conversation. Yes. So thank you all so much for listening, man. Yeah, uh, happy Valentine's soon.
1: Day for those who are celebrating. Also, yeah. Yep. Cool. All right.
0: Bye bye.